Welcome. I'm Laura, and this is Secrets Your Mentor Never Told You. This week, I want to introduce to you the concept of how to pick the right people in your life. Yes, I'm talking about friends, colleagues, personal services, business partners, even customers. You name it, bosses. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Because I get disappointed with all the choices that are out there. I seem to get thrown off my game when there's somebody that comes along that's just not quite right. So here's how this whole relationship dynamic works. Um, when people say, Let, I got to find my tribe, my tribe of people. Well, this is exactly what finding your tribe is all about. Step one, get to know yourself. Stephen Covey calls this sharpening the saw, where you pull in and know the various parts about yourself and what makes you you. And where I offer the spin on this is that perhaps when you get to know yourself, find something that you have a hard time being with and like it. Double down on it and love that part of you. One thing that I do is I mix numbers in my head. Uh, so I will look at a number and I know what the number says. I can see it. I can read it. And then it comes out of my mouth with blah, 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 blah and it's backwards. And my husband corrects me every single time. And what I do, <laughs> I we laugh about it because that's who I am. I've accepted that that's going to happen because I'm in the moment. I'm not, I don't have time to correct. Sometimes I can slow down and think slowly and take action. But sometimes when I'm comfortable, I just spill out and it's all a mess. Same with my spelling. So sharpening the saw, get to know yourself and then you'll know what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. And what this does is it builds a sense of integrity. I want to share with you a book I'm reading called Masterpiece by Alexander Inchbald. In it, he talks about purpose. Purpose is eternal. It is who you are. And that is the expression of you. The mission that you go out and take action from that sense of knowing who you are is temporary. It's basically an expression of your purpose in many different things. So for me, spelling and numbers might be part of that self-expression. And so what I want in my life is I want a lot of love toward me when I make those errors. And what I don't want is to be picked at for those, for those things that make me me. So be kind to yourself because when you notice this discovery, you're actually clear about what you want. That's one step closer. I was married once, twice technically, I am married still. I was in a marriage before and I knew it wasn't gonna happen. I knew it wasn't going to last. And before the wedding, I reached out to my mom and I said, 
everything that was on my mind, all the problems, I knew, I was certain, and then I felt like I couldn't make a decision. And there wasn't a lot of advice other than love shared in that phone call. So I got off the phone and I got married. I was too embarrassed that this wasn't working out. I didn't want to hurt my partner. Really what the bottom line for me was that I was afraid to ask life for what I want. That sense of not worthy. Now, I could go to regret all day long, and there was a time I spent some space there. And I got to tell you, I learned. I learned a lot from that. And I healed because I allowed that the compassion and all the things that were the obstacles to getting what I want. And what I'm here to tell you is that this story could be some way of connecting with you. And that's why secrets need to come out. It's your journey and you can't get life wrong. So step two, when you acknowledge your strengths, look for others to compliment them. Characteristics that you admire and perhaps they're further ahead than you or perhaps they're walking alongside you. Yet there's certain characteristics that we can pick up that we know that we don't have and that we admire and know that that's the learning space. That's where the juice of life is because they have the characteristics that kind of make you feel excited and a little afraid at the same time. And maybe there's a little bit of a challenge and it feels like you're chewing on really tough steak and you're like, why am I doing this? And then you spit it out and you think, I got to come back to you because I'm really hungry and I need food. And so you stick it in your mouth again. And you go, Yeah, yeah. So really learning is part of step two. So admiring and finding the characteristics and see and hearing the stories like, you know, divorce or chewing tough steak. I don't know. Spelling. All of that, that, those are the things that connect us and that add flavor. So if I'm going into the library of life, I'm going to be drawn to a certain section in the library. And you might be drawn to a different section in that library. And that's where we're going to find people that are resources. Let's say we're finding the resources that add to our life experience. So sometimes I get confused by a new relationship, the the intention and what, what kind of life path they're on. What happens is that I'd get stuck into the detail and I'd pretty much put it on me that, and you can see from the relationship with my ex-husband that I'm the one that would hurt them if I told them it wasn't working out. So I would still hold on to that. And in any kind of relationship and just let it go until it's pretty much chewed up steak and dead meat on the plate. And I'm like, it's time to like throw down the knife and fork and go, you know, all right, I give up. So when I get confused, here's where you can get out of your head and really take in what's happening. 
So first of all, how do you feel when you're with them? And look at their actions. Are these things that you want in your life? Now here, we're playing a judgment game, but I offer that it's for you. It's, it's your choice. It goes back to knowing yourself and, and how, you're, how you feel when you're with them. This isn't about making them wrong. This is about choice. I myself have done this, have stood in relationship and said, they should blah, blah, blah. And then I catch myself and I go, no, I should leave. I should get out of this situation. I am not a fit for this, this situation. I'm the one that's disconnected. But it took me a while. I worked in a job, um, I've worked in a few jobs like this where I'd come home and I'd just bawl my eyes out crying because the bullying, I just couldn't handle the bullying and I was be completely exhausted. And I thought, I am not going to let them get to me. I'm strong. They weren't being as hard on me nearly as much as I was being hard on me. So one thing creative, creative, naturally creative people, like people who swing for the emotional and uh, intuitive side, you know, we all have that. However, there's a few of us that knowing yourself, step one, I know that I'm a creative type person. I would force myself through a pattern to fit in, to push through, to really integrate into these worlds. And it really is a, it's a painful process. It, it, it's an exercise in futility, I would argue, because that is denying the creative intuitive part of myself. What I'm saying with step one and step two, no, step one, know yourself, step two, add in from all the people around you right? So I'm reading also, <laughs> I like to read, uh, Seth Godin, The Practice. He introduces the idea that the Industrial Revolution brought in the very um, result-orientated, outcome-based, maximum returns, and predictable outcomes for how we operate in the world. And yet it failed recently. So I'm advocating for a balance of all of this. Okay, I'm not making it all wrong. I'm, I'm just saying, when you push down one part of you, and try to add in the something that's not innate in you, it's going to uh, force a, a disruption and coming home crying and um, chewing steak and spitting it out and, and taking the blame for uh, relationships that aren't working. So where I am guiding this to finding the right people is like a Goldilocks approach. Test it out. Try new communities and do it frequently. Don't get settled in. Most of all, don't rely on every encounter to be a positive outcome. People are in different phases of awareness, consciousness. And I really want to hold space for the unexpected. 
holding space for the unexpected gives me access to resources that allow me to pivot and change and trust and and know myself and this is returning to home base i would love to thank alexander inchbald the fellow who wrote masterpiece i am loving this book right now and I'm going to thank Mary Chan, my podcast strategist coach. I could not be here without you guiding me at the beginning of this journey. And I want to thank my mom. My mom didn't know about this human experience. She didn't have the words to share with me. And this work, this show is about finding them and sharing them with you. Next week, I have a powerhouse of five women. So there's six of us on this podcast. So what I'm going for is I'm delivering some sort of uh, conversation, laughter, strength, and love. And these five women really love being in cohort together. They have created something that is brand new, and you'll be the first to really hear about it. It's called Women's Impact Academy. And I'm going to have Julie, Amanda, Hannah, Sandy, and Carla here for you next week. Thank you for listening. This is Secrets Your Mentor Never Told You.